everyone and welcome back to culture bucket the best and most um informative podcast in the universe it's um god it's good it's so good uh you're listening to episode number 62 number 62 yeah we're well into 60s now we had a great time talking about sandra bullock last week didn't didn't you enjoy hearing that discussion god it was good informative interesting so humorous good. it was probably the best talk we've ever had ever and i'm so glad it was recorded <laughs> um for p- posterity um but of course a conversation can't be on your own that's more of a monologue and i'm not this is not about a monologue this is about a conversation so i'm george and with me is my co-host alex hello <laughs> that was amazing hi george hi everyone how are you doing today george you seem positive and positive yeah i'm good i'm great i'm wonderful i'm brilliant i'm fantastic i'm everything all the positive um adjectives you can think of they are applied to me today i am empowered and i love myself (laughs) i love that good great great uh great way to feel for talking about the album to talk about the album today. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. I didn't even realize. I do it was, not consider no, that. I hadn't even thought about no. it. Wow. No. Wow, that's, Amazing. That's just synchronicity. So. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great. I'm, uh, you know, great like always. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Did you enjoy talking about Sandra Bullock last week? I love talking about Sandra Bullock. I think she's like the bestest of the best. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that number I wish one. She was you... my friend. Yeah, so do I. That number one you picked, I wouldn't have predicted that. That was an upset, in my opinion. But I guess, well, I guess we all so are entitled to what we think. Agree. Also, like we've been, we've been agreeing too much recently. I don't like this. I think we it's time to like have a little argument sometimes. Okay. Well, do you want to do a special about Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I'll I'll watch it all, and then we'll do a special on Hamilton, <laughs> and then uh, we can argue that good is pants. Right. So I had an argument with one of our friends actually. Um she came to visit us and uh she was uh she was like, Oh my god, I watched this musical. It was amazing and I was like, Oh what and I, I you know, she rented a car and uh she said, Oh and I've been listening to it on, on the way here. I was like, What music is that? Hamilton. And so I argued with her about how crap I thought it was. Right. And she argued with me how I thought she what good it was. Yeah. And you I mean, know you... me and EJ argue like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it is it is a masterpiece, so she's in the right on that one. Yeah, I mean maybe you should do a a, a special with her. Maybe I will. Um <laughs> So so, Today we're not here to talk about Hamilton. We're talking about music of a different kind, an album. This our very yeah. s- our second ever special, all about an album. Um, with actual good music in it. I'm going to ignore that. And um, <laughs> the album is "Prioritize Pleasure" by the artist yeah. Self Esteem. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so can't wait to talk about that. Uh, really excited to get into that album and discuss it and hopefully, you know, maybe lead a few more people to listen to it because it definitely could do with more exposure. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a masterpiece, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But before that, we'll do a little bit of a, a little, little quick culture catch-up. Just a little, little quick one. Yeah, a little tiny quick one. Yeah. Yeah. Your, um, your video is totally uh, pixelated to hell. Pixelated to hell. That's yeah. how I like it. Pixelated yeah, to hell. But that's I can still. How I like it. I can still. I can still hear you. Okay, so it's fine. But it's weird. Fantastic. Yeah. Would you like me to switch off and switch on back on again? Mm, no, because generally when you touch your Skype, it leads to it all breaking down. So we'll just leave it as is. You don't that. trust me, do you? Usually, <laughs> when you touch anything when we record. Not, not at all, because you inevitably like scratch your ear and then turn off your microphone, and <laughs> so we'll just leave it as it is. It's fine. And I we'll... usually cut all that out. Maybe I should keep it next yeah, time that happens, and so people know just... how inept I am. <laughs> ah, um, why? <laughs> so oh. last week in our Sandra Bullock special, you went first, so I guess it's my yeah. turn to go first this week. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. What are you going to? Amaze us with this week, George. Well, I've seen one film at the cinema this week. Oh. So I'll talk about that. I've been listening to a new album from a band that we both like. And uh, I finished a TV series I mentioned a while ago. So I'll talk about that as well. There, there, those are nice my three up. things to discuss. Uh, first of all, cool. I went to the cinema this week to watch uh, the new film in the ever popular Jackass franchise. <laughs> Jackass Forever. Wow. Yeah. How was uh, that? It was a Jackass movie. Um, you like Jackass, right? Yeah. I love yeah. Jackass. You, well, I remember we watched Bad Grandpa together because I think that came out uh, around the time that we yeah. were living in Japan, maybe. Yeah. Um, and enjoyed that. And uh, this is an interesting movie. It's, it's, it's 20 years since they started making Jackass, 10 years since the last film came out. Um, I don't know that anyone really expected them to make another film. Um, mm. but I'm glad they did. Um, they've lost a few people along the way. Ryan Dunn very sadly passed away, uh, in a car yeah. accident, um, in 2011, I think like a decade ago. And Bam Magera hasn't been allowed to participate in this movie. And you can go and read online all the various reasons that that's gone down, <laughs> but it means that there's a slightly reduced crew, uh, but you still got Johnny Knoxville at the center of it all. And I just, I just find mm. him to be one of the most innately likable people you can see in a movie. Um, particularly in something like Jackass where he's just being himself. He always just kind of, like when he's laughing at something, you just kind of laugh along with him. He's got this infectious sense of fun, which is mm. which is great. Uh, and the rest of them are there. Chris Pontius is there. Um, Peyton, what's his name? Preston Lacey and Danger Aaron, Dave England and Wee Man and Steve-O. Steve-O's voice is almost entirely gone. <laughs> By this point, he's got the raspiest voice, um, <laughs> but uh, he's good. And then they've brought in a bunch of new people to sort of, um, to sort of, I don't know, pad it out and maybe do some of the more dangerous stunts. So there's a guy mm. called, there's a guy whose name in this is Poopies, and I don't know anything about him, but he um, he's very game to throw himself into various dangerous situations. So Poopies is fine. Uh, a guy called Zach Holmes, a very large man. Uh, a guy called Jasper, who's quite funny. Um, Rachel Wolfson, who's a girl, Alex. A girl? A girl, a girl in the Jackass crew. That's new. 
uh, and she seems very yeah. funny. She's very good. Eric Manica, um, and then there were some guest appearances from people like Eric Andre, Tony Hawk, Troy Belletti from MythBusters pops up. Tony Hawk. Yeah, Tony what, Hawk the, is in the skater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they like Jackass and skating have always been fairly linked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know he, you know he's he's like a he's he's like a serious kind of guy, isn't he? Like he's a, he's like the pro skater. Yeah, but I think he's always had a sense of humor about himself a little bit uh anyway he's not in it much but he pops up machine gun kelly pops up uh tyler of the creator yeah exactly yeah tyler the creator pops, pops up, up everywhere. a little bit um and it sort of it plays out as you expect a jackass movie to play out there's lots of stupid j- pranks and jokes and gags uh danger erin who um maybe because of the slightly reduced original cast uh danger erin seems to get um the most p- physical punishment in this movie um, other than one particular scene involving Johnny Knoxville that mm. made him uh, suffer brain damage. And it's... Um, what? Yeah, he got brain damage in this movie from being hit by a bull. And it's it comes near the end of the movie and it's very much a bit where it's like, oh, that does that's... You kind of stop laughing and you go, oh, that that's, that's really bad. That looks really bad. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I think it's yeah. kind of the last stunt in the movie for that reason because it's sort of... It would be hard to carry on laughing after seeing... Um, mm. seeing that, but he's fine. He's recovered. Um, well, he's recovered to a degree. I imagine brain damage is something that's going to live with him for a long time. But um, mm. he's a he's a he's a trooper. Um, but there is an extended scene in the middle of the movie where Danger Aaron tests a cup in various ways. Um, you know, a cup as in a a groin guard. Okay. Um. <laughs> And in the trailer, you see him be uh, about to be punched by a UFC heavyweight. Uh, and that's just the first of many quite brutal things that are done to his. In fact, the, the male genitals are m- messed with and manipulated and smashed about in this movie in, in a way that mm-hmm. I've not. I didn't like things happen that I didn't think were physically possible in this movie. Um, it's pretty transgressive in a lot of ways quite extreme yeah um but uh it's it's exceptionally funny which is i guess ultimately the most important thing when it comes to a jackass movie i had a very challenging week this week for various reasons and uh when it got to the weekend i was like i just want to sit in a room somewhere and not worry about things and laugh for two hours and um the only way in which this movie failed is it's, it's only an hour and a half long so there was still half an hour of <laughs> it's too short <laughs> yeah but, um but other than that it's it's infectiously funny and they probably are i, I think they've said they're not going to do another one and you know at this point they're all in their mid-40s uh, johnny Knoxville's 50 now so i think they kind of have to give themselves a break their, their bodies i don't know I, I don't know how they still do it like yeah i think jo- johnny Knoxville. when johnny Knoxville becomes an old man he's going to be in pain a lot because his body yeah. has been absolutely put yeah. through the ringer um you know he he, he i guess it's been his choice to live that way and it's provided a lot of entertainment but i hope he's okay he seems like a great guy um but you know they they have introduced some new younger cast members in this film so maybe there will be some sort of continuation of the brand without necessarily the original people directly involved which would be Mm. interesting to see but yeah it's uh it's it's quite the thing i i really enjoyed it um so i'd recommend people watch it if they know that they like jackass if they think that they will be upset and disturbed by that kind of stuff then they shouldn't watch it and that's about as far as it goes when it comes to jackass i think 
So yeah. uh, is it not like it used to be like I'm Jockey not and jo- I'm Johnny Knoxville and this is Jackass and then they do something. That's how it so opens. Like that, wasn't it? That's the start yeah, of the movie. Yeah, is it still happening like that? Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, so so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is the I can't the electric tap dance and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of funny stuff. Um, so that's the movie I've watched this week. I've been listening to a lot of uh, the new album from Black Country New Road. Oh yes, I listened to that once last night after you told me to. What did you to make of your? You said, um. It's much calmer than usual. It's definitely less noisy. I don't know if I got used to them or they're less noisy. <laughs> I think it's probably got I, a wider I, I, range of sounds on it. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a lot of instrumental bits in this one. Um, yes. But I've only listened to it once, so I don't really have a strong opinion on it yet. But uh, <coughs> I enjoyed what I heard. And um, it wasn't as uh, surprising as usual because you know when you listen to them the first time it's a bit like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The second track's definitely like the second track is a three and a half minute long almost indie rock song, mm. which is not what they they normally do, but it's a really good song with a great chorus and stuff. Um, yeah, I've listened to it through about three or four times, and I really like mm. it so far. I think I prefer it to the first album, um, okay. and it's had a lot of five star reviews. It's definitely come out and and been received really well. Um, and be called things like a future cult classic, etc. Uh, so yeah, it's brilliant. The only sort of um wrinkle on the whole thing is that uh at the start of last week, just before the album came out, uh, Isaac Wood, the vocalist, uh, announced suddenly, um, that he's leaving the band. What? Yeah. So this is actually the final album from them as a seven wow. piece with Isaac Wood. And it, it you know, from oh, the no. from the press release that he put out and the press release the rest of the band put out, it sounds like he's leaving for, for good reasons. His, you know, mental health difficulties are, are rearing their head and he's he's leaving the band to kind of focus on that and look after himself. And if that's what he needs to do, then he's definitely made the right call. And I hope he's okay. Um and the rest of the band have said they're gonna continue on as a six piece. Um so hopefully we you know we see more from Black Country New Road in the future, but in terms of a a final bit of output from the band as it is now, this is a I think a, an an amazing sort of swan song for Isaac Wood and his time in the band, um and you know whatever they do moving forwards, I doubt they're going to find somebody that can write lyrics in quite the way that he mm. manages to. Like he he's yelping. And his voice is amazing. Like he's got in like his voice is like particular. It's got yeah, like, a lot of it's like speakings. Yeah. It's like speaking yeah. singing, but then he'll break into like a Jarvis Cocker style indie rock yell. Um, he has got mm. an amazing voice. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be a really difficult thing to replace, or a really difficult person to replace. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he's great. Like he and he, he's, there's a bunch of songs in this way. He's going on about being in love with a girl with Billie Eilish style, which is just a really good repeated lyric that I like. And mm. yeah, he's great. He's really good. So I hope he's I hope he's well and I hope he's okay. And I hope the rest of the band sort of manage to find a way to carry on, um, you know, strongly. But yeah, that so that's really good. And I recommend people go and listen to Ants from Up There for by Black Country New mm. Road. And uh, final last thing to talk about is just quickly. I finished uh, Yellow Jackets this week. The um gender flipped lord of the flies type series ah um, uh, yeah yeah which when it initially started i assumed it was going to be a limited series like one and done but it's made it's become much clearer of the course of the series that it's more of a lost style thing it, it owes a big debt to lost i think and it sets up a lot of mysteries mm. that are going to be answered in future seasons apparently they have a four season plan um and i okay, think okay so it's 
yeah, if you know that going in and you're you're comfortable with the fact that it is ultimately a TV show and it's a TV show TV show, it's not like a it's not a HBO TV show that is so almost like a film stretched out across multiple episodes. It it it, it moves to the beat of a TV show. It it has silly mm. things happen in it that aren't don't quite make sense but would happen in the world of a TV show. Like these girls stranded in the wilderness are way more competent than they should be. They're able to survive in a way that like, I think in reality would be much tougher. Uh, but so <laughs> yeah. that then the movie can fo- the sorry, the TV show can focus on weird mysteries and odd things that happen rather than being really hyper-focused on how these girls survive. Mm. It doesn't really worry about how they survive. It just accepts that they do. And then focuses on the weird mysteries, which is exactly how lost sort of played out. Um, and in that respect, I think it's a big success. I really love the first season. Um, Melanie mm. Linsky, Julia, Juliette Lewis and Christina Ricci in particular are really, really good as three of the girls um, in the present day. And uh, Ella Purnell and the rest of the cast of Younger Girls in the Wilderness are also really, really fantastic. And it, the whole thing just works well together. And I'd really recommend people watch it. It's a bit of a horror thing. It's a bit of a thriller thing, but it's not... That's scary and it's not that thrilling. It's more sort of a mystery show. Uh, I think it's quite accessible. And um, it's also, you know, it's good to see, and again, within the theme of today's episode, it's good to see a show like this, a big budget show that seems to be getting a lot of viewers that is really focused on the lives of a group of female characters. And uh, I think that's something really positive um, as well. And, you know, it portrays some of them as being quite good people and portrays quite a few of them as being quite complex and not particularly wonderful people and um it's good that it is it has the kind of it's able to show a wide view of um of uh, of the this collection of characters yeah i like it a lot yeah cuz I, I i've got it on um is it an H, is it an hbo series no i think it's on oh, what channel is it on in america i think it's on showtime oh yeah cuz i've got it on sky sky here yeah. so yeah um, it's on the sky thing up. here and just the 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 poster with like a tear and a fly. I'm like, oh, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it already looks pretty uh, terrifying. But I guess uh, you you raved about about it so much. I think I I need to watch it. Yeah, I'd recommend you give it a go once you've got you know if you want to add another show to your docket. I'd recommend Yellow Jackets. Uh, it's got a ma- it's got an absolutely amazing '90s soundtrack, um, mm. which is great. Like songs like uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal pop up. Oh wow! Uh, keep, yeah, keep them separated by the offsprings in there. Uh, it's got a mm. theme tune uh, called I think the theme tune is called No Return, which is an original song, but sounds exactly like a sort of um, a song by like the Breeders or Hole or something from the nineties. It's it's great. Uh, really, really fantastic tune. Um, yeah, I hope it. I, you know, as it goes into future seasons, it could go either way. It could end up being a bit of a damp squib in the future, but this first season in particular has has done really well, and yeah, I'm I'm happy with it. So. That's about it. Other than that, I'm just continuing with my Marvel marathon. I've watched Ant-Man and the Wasp today. That's how far I am with that. Oh. Yeah. Looking forward to your review on Instagram. Oh, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. What have you got to talk about, Mrs. Alex? Uh, what? So, well, well. <laughs> uh, so uh, this week I'm going to, um, I've read a book, uh, which I'm going to talk about, uh, is a bit of a difficult topic uh because uh we live in a very difficult world now uh i think uh which i didn't you know um i live on the edge of the internet i realized <laughs> i live on a on a, on a safe <laughs> edge 
<laughs> when nothing much happens. Uh, and um, but yeah, I've got a uh, I'm uh, I've got this tab uh, this uh, Nook and you know I just uh, it recommends me random books and um, it recommended me this book uh, called um, Men uh, Who Hate Women, uh, written mm. by uh, Laura Bates. Uh, Laura Bates is a big figure in uh, in kind of uh, feminism and uh, um, a writer about this. And this is the only book I've written, so I don't, I don't know mu- much about her, but I want to know more because I think she's a, um, a really uh, incredible writer, but also um, uh, brave in a way. <laughs> After what she has written, what she's written, and what I've read, I feel like she's uh, quite uh, brave and. Um, she wrote this book, uh, "Men Who Hate Women," mainly from the anger of uh, carrying on receiving horrible messages, uh, which I'm not going to repeat because I can't. Um, when when you read this book, you have to be uh aware of, and she she tells you she gives a disclaimer at the beginning of this book, um, that uh, just be aware of the graphic content that I receive on a daily basis. And she receives some comments from certain groups uh, of um, of men that are horrendous. Mm. And um, this is not a hate letter to men, uh, if anybody's listening and they go, oh, this book. Uh, it's not a hate letter to men, this book. It's just uh, 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 an essay on um, on how certain things are allowed have been allowed and are going to get worse um, in certain spheres of men. So not every man. And uh, and so um, this book fo- focus on, uh, focuses on the, she calls it the manosphere. Can I, can I <laughs> uh, guess, can I guess a couple of words or phrases that probably pop up in this book? Please. Incel. Yes. Red pill. Yes. Um, I'll think of some others, but I'm, I'm, yeah, incel and red pill don't yeah. shock me that they're in there. Yeah. So, um, so it focuses on the manosphere, this, this, this um, world of men, uh, that occupies the online world and of uh, chat rooms, and one of them that I never heard of, four uh, chan. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Yeah, I never oh, heard yeah. of it, and Reddit, and um, where uh, certain. Well, this is why, because we, we have friends who yeah. use Reddit and I've always, and Reddit isn't entirely the red pill subreddit, etc. But I always avoid Reddit because I find it to be a place where toxic yeah. communities like that are Like real to, uh, toxic communities. To grow. Which is, it, um, it, does it discuss, does it discuss, does it discuss r slash the Donald in that book? Oh, maybe. What is that? Interest. Uh, it was it was like a subreddit that was popular around the uh, uh, when Donald probably, Trump was president yeah. in America, and it was yeah. sort of like a an alt. Is yeah. alt right discussed? Yeah. I bet alt yeah. rights discussed. Yeah, yeah. But this stuff I didn't know about. I was like, I've gone into this book totally like, 
what is this stuff? And I've I've learned so much. It's uh, it's uh, I've learned a lot of stuff that I maybe I, <laughs> I didn't want to know, but uh, it's uh, really insightful. And uh, so she's divided the book in different chapters on uh, different types of hate uh, against mm. uh, women. And uh, so uh, she discusses how um, the the uh, the how ironic it's that um in the 1970s uh, this uh, men liberation movement started which started to not to be against women but it started for uh, men to uh, um, be free of uh, toxic um, masculinity and um, or the pressure of uh, toxic masculinity and uh, now it's uh, become uh, a, a movement uh, where uh, men uh, hate women and um, she talks about uh, these uh, online communities uh, of uh, men that uh, discuss um, their um, common uh, hatred for women and they discuss uh, ways uh, they can hurt women and uh, they uh, um, verbally abuse them uh, online uh, through messages mm -hmm. and uh, it also goes and to the extent of uh, actually having uh, mass shootings uh, in the name of uh, these uh, kind of communities and um so uh, she she talks about uh, how uh, these communities are become and in a way uh, how, uh, they, uh, how who are these communities formed by and uh, it just seems that it's formed by uh, boys and men who uh, are looking uh, for a community that will understand them. Maybe they feel lost, maybe they haven't had uh, the right... Um, uh, yeah. uh, the right support and uh, they find the, the support and they find uh, support and on the common ground of um, hating uh, women and it's um, it's uh, really uh, she talks uh, she talks about how um, uh, they are not considered these chats although they do entice violence they're not really considered um, dangerous as yet, uh, which is ridiculous because, um, you know, uh, they do entice violence against women. And I think verbal abuse in the horrible online comments they leave is um, should be punished. Uh, and then uh, uh, she uh, she also she also talks about pickup artists, which I haven't heard about for years. And I didn't re realize they still existed, but they still exist and they thrive. And uh, the way that these pickup artists um teach men how to trick women to uh go in bed to bed with them so um it's uh it's <laughs> fascinating and um she also talk about talks about uh trolling and uh, you know mm. the, these uh, uh people that um you know say uh something that is derogatory but is not too derogatory it's just a little offensive uh and um then uh, um 
uh, this uh, this offensive language uh, it's if if you get offended oh it's just a joke it's just a joke but then uh, this joke in other people's uh, mouths will become bigger and bigger and bigger until you know some um, kind of uh, uh, like a snowball will become bigger and bigger and bigger and then it will entice uh, some hatred um, uh, and uh, uh, how these online communities are uh, deciding our politics, uh, you know, uh, the way that Donald Trump speaks, uh, the way, way that Donald, uh, what Donald Trump says uh, is uh, a lot of the times uh, inspired to from from these uh, um, online communities. And uh, especially the trolling, uh, like I just said, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you know, we start with a little joke, a little troll, and then uh, it becomes bigger. And we can also talk about the Prime Minister of the the United of the UK, uh, Boris Johnson, who, um, as a troll, as a joke, has uh, called uh, uh, Muslim women bank robbers and letterboxes as a joke but uh, now uh, um, violence against the music community is rising yeah well Boris you Johnson know. you Boris Johnson in an argument of Keir Starmer last week in parliament um, oh yeah sort of argued with the level of uh, argument that is often yeah. in, on internet forums like yeah. this and used an argument that you yeah. you will very quickly find to discredit Keir Starmer um yeah. And I won't get into a polit- politically whether I like Keir Starmer even, but like, yeah, his attack, Boris Johnson's attack in Parliament on Keir Starmer comes straight from the pages of 4chan and uh, was yeah. rightfully called out for being unacceptable in a in a politician. Yeah. and uh, yeah, it is all it is all linked and it does all trickle up to the top, which is awful. Yeah. It sounds it's like terrible. a pretty fascinating book. I've just purchased it on Kindle and um, oh. Please read it. I've been really um, terrible at reading recently, but it's it's an it's a topic I'm really interested in because I find that a lot of yeah. the a lot of the, the traits that are often used to describe these men and boys who become incels, etc., and turn to this sort of mm. lifestyle and community, a lot of the traits that they have could could equally be applied to me, and I don't and I find nothing more abhorrent than the the view that they have of women and the way that they talk about yeah. and discuss women and the way they yeah. abuse women etc and attack women and kill women is um mm. is is awful and horrific and i don't yeah. and i can't i find it hard to empathize with it because i've st- had struggles and suffered and, and had similar problems in my life to the problems that these young men have yeah or, at men of any age really and and I don't I can't understand why why it makes them the way they are so I'd be interested I'm interested to read the book yeah and, uh, well the reason I empathize personally is because I feel that if you can go there with that amount of hate something must be missing mm. in you something must have gone wrong in the sense of like you haven't had the right support you haven't had the right communication yeah. you you don't have the uh, the friends that that support you and and, yeah. and I want to have hope. That's me. <laughs> That's the thing. I want to have empathy because I w- I want to believe that anybody can be good and not and be like this just because they are alone and afraid and um, some people are probably some pro- some people are terrible. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm a bit optimistic. I don't know. No, not at all. Um. Sounds like a good and important book 
Um, yeah, so I, I would definitely recommend reading it. And I think I want to talk about it today because we're going to listen to a great, and we're going to talk about a great album, yeah. which is kind of about this as well. So yeah. it's a good... I agree. Um, so shall we talk about so, self-esteem? Definitely. Okay. So self-esteem... Uh, is a musical artist, uh, works within the pop genre and is the project of um, Rebecca Lucy Taylor, um, a musician who used to be in an indie band uh, called yep. Slow Club uh, years ago that mm-hmm. I've heard of but have never listened to. And um, she now operates basically as a solo act, uh, but with the, uh, the sort of stage name Self Esteem. She's released two albums. Uh, the first one, Compliments Please, which I'll confess I haven't really listened to, but I am definitely no, intending to listen to at some point. And 2021's Prioritise Pleasure, which is what we're going to mm-hmm. discuss today. Uh, this album was released on the 22nd of October 2021 and uh, was released immediately to massive critical acclaim. It currently sits at 92 out of 100 on on the website Metacritic, uh, which collects reviews Mm -hmm. together and gives a score. Uh, The Guardian gave it five stars and named it the best album of 2021. Uh, The Independent rated it four out of five stars. The NME gave it four out of five stars. It was the Sunday Times best album of 2021. And it was also the I newspaper's best album of 2021. I ranked it five out of five and placed it third on my list of best albums of 2021. And Alex was repeatedly told to listen to it and told that she would like it and didn't bother. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, But you have now finally listened to it. Five out of five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five out of five. I I love this album and I'm I'm so stupid. I haven't. Like, (laughs) you should have just been more, you know. Yeah, it's my fault. It's entirely my fault. Um, and then commercially, commercial performance, all I could really find is that it had, it spent one single week in the UK charts and it went to number 11. So I didn't even crack the top 10. Um, for an album that is quite clearly, to my mind, one of the best albums released last year, one of the best albums released, yeah. uh, the best pop album released last year, and certainly mm-hmm. one of the best pop albums of this decade uh, the fact yeah. that it didn't even make the top 10 in the UK and I couldn't find chart data on it in other countries is um, shocking and upsetting and um, yeah. more people need to be aware of self-esteem. Uh, partly because yeah. of the message she puts into her music and the things she talks about in her music are quite important and um, wonderful things to kind of discuss openly, but also because the, uh, this album is is filled with massive bangers. Yeah, it's just good. Like, like the even song before you even listen is, to the lyrics, it's incredible. It's just, it's just good. Yeah, it is just good. Um, so yeah. do you want to go for it, sort of track by track? Yeah. Um, or do you want do you want to give a little little summation of what your experience has been with it so far first? Uh, yeah. Well, so the first time I listened to it, I was surprised, and I it was like, it's like. Yeah, this is like a banging album. Good songs, good like a variety of, you know, music and um and then I actually started listening to, and so so I thought I like I enjoyed the music of it and then I started actually listening to the lyrics and 
for the episode today, I read a few lyrics that maybe I didn't get and I read about about her, uh, watched a few videos and I, I really like it. I like her message. I like what she writes about her. I like her, the way she writes, but also I like um, I read a few things on Genius that she wrote about um, uh, her songs and I um, I like her way of thinking. Mm, yeah I like her way of thinking mm. as well she seems very sort of her message to me seems to be kind of broadly well along the lines of the title of the album you know enjoy yourself yeah. and um, be be true to who you are which sounds quite um, almost mm. quite a vapid statement in a way because it's so true of a lot of people <clears throat> will say things like be true to who you are but she kind of she verbalizes it in a very empowering way and particularly as a woman and the way she sort of writes about the um, experiences of being a woman um, not something I can particularly mm. talk about at length but she seems to be very on the right track in my mind does yeah. that make sense yeah definitely <clears throat> Um, yeah. And that op- that starts with the first track on the album, I'm Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with the chorus I that my I... Mind. I try to be kind, that doesn't mean... I... Exactly. Uh, and I love the chorus in this, <laughs> No, not me, I won't ruin in my need to be completely free, which is yeah, such a great chorus to just scream out along with her. Um, yeah. And again, yeah. Just, just, just sort of that message of be free, be who you are. Um, and live your life proudly. She, yeah, and she's written on, she seems to have done this through Apple Music. There's a lot of genius stuff uh, that says it's from Apple Music, and she's written about mm. she wanted to reclaim her independence and her sexuality and her right to live her life however she wants to after that had been taken in a traumatic way. Um, and that's sort of the mission statement uh, at the top of the record for what she's singing about. Um, and yeah, it works. I love it. Um, the outro is really is really like the state of being woman, uh, where it says, um, "I have every oh. day. I have my keys in my hand. Uh, like any any person that um, you know, any woman that <laughs> has walked the earth and uh, has had their keys in their hand, ready." to get in the house or as a use as an arm and then it says this is like and it sounds so stupid but it genuinely is something that me and my friends actually do if we, if we're approached by a group of men we will bark like dogs and people always laugh and they're like haha that's so funny uh, but there it is. There's nothing that terrifies a man more than a woman that appears to be completely deranged. And I love that bit because it's just um it's just like And then you hear you hear them barking like dogs. Yeah, yeah. And like thinking about the, these men that go and go oh women have this and have that like you know there's a lot of things that even if a woman seems confident they what they will do is prepare themselves to go out and know the road and know the and have keys in their hand and have the phone ready to call yeah and you do it subconsciously so what whatever happens at least you're ready and you're not like oh you know she was looking for it I really like that outro, and it definitely was the first moment when I listened to this album the first time. That moment was the first moment that made me go, "Alex would really like this album." Yeah, um, <laughs> <That's it. laughs> she would appreciate this album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a good, and then you hear them barking like dogs, and it's a it's a perfect yeah. way for the album, <laughs> yeah. that, that song to sort of finish. Yeah, uh, and leading to the second track, which is called "Effing Wizardry." 
Wizardry. I love yeah, this. we'll call it Wizardry. <laughs> uh, this is yeah. my favourite track on the album. Yeah? Yeah, I find this the catchiest song. Um, the chorus, my hunger times my impatience makes me feel reckless. So I let you let yeah. you be selfish and careless with my head. I just that gets stuck in my head completely when I hear this song. And um yeah, I really love it. And it seems to be it's broadly about a relationship that sort of has ended. And it mm. seems that I mean my interpretation of it's a relationship that's ended and the 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 man is sort of still pining after her and yeah. I really love that line of like um, what could you possibly be gaining by asking how my day has been and forwarding things that you've seen? Like it's such a, that's such a like, if there's somebody you like and you're interested in them and you want to just have contact with them, just message them and say, oh, hi, how's your day gone? And then like sending them <laughs> memes that you find. It's just such a real, mm. it's just such a real thing that she's kind of talking about there that I really enjoy. And I I just think it's yeah. really ac- accurate to modern, the modern world, etc. Um yeah, I love this. I love this song. What do you think about this song? Yeah, it's just like when it goes, my hunger, time's yeah, my patience, make you feel. Ah, oh, I just so yeah, it's just like a really good. Also, like the the music is incredible. It's like boom, 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 boom. Oh, it's it's really, um, yeah, it's a really good song. This one. Yeah, I found yeah. it interesting that she's she said about it. Um, if I had my time again, I wouldn't put this on because I feel so overwhelmed singing it back. It sounds like it's a really personal track that she maybe yeah. now feels a bit of uh, doubt about. But I I I think she she shouldn't. She, it's a brilliant song. But obviously, there's a lot of you know she's somebody who really writes about her own life and her own experiences, and that yeah. can probably be quite uh, traumatic if yeah. you've moved past something and have to continue singing about it on stage. I imagine. Yeah, because I think I think this is really really personal to her, and so yeah. I think of course it's overwhelming, uh, repeating what you thought, and then if you see it says I'm embarrassed by my spitefulness, but it's also very human. Yeah, and in a way, what that's what I liked about this album because some things is things that I have thought or I have done or, uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm glad she put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, it's a great song. Um, yeah. And then we get to the third track, which is called Hobbies 2. And I don't know why it's called Hobbies 2. Is there a Hobbies 1? Yeah, where on are the, the Hobbies 1? <laughs> maybe it's on, I, I maybe it's on the first album. I'm going to look at the first album right now and see if there's a song in it called Hobbies. And the answer to that question is yes. There's a song on her first album called but Hobbies. But it's also... So what I love about this song is like it's like a ballad. And there's well, you she know, said it's like and, her version but, of a of a Kate Bush song, right? Yeah, but then the first line of the first verse it says, "With my ankles rest up by your neck, <laughs> waiting to see what you'll do next." <laughs> it's like it's like a ballad, but also it's extremely kind of sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Very much so. Yeah. Um. So you kind of sing it, and then you go, "Ah, oh, what? What? What am I singing?" Yeah, I guess it's about seeing a casual relationship as a hobby, maybe? Is that what it's about? Yeah, just to kind of feel, again, because there's a it's line an- that says, uh, anything to prove I'm, that uh, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in, don't have a place for my adrenaline, anything to prove that I'm leaving, I'm living. I think it's probably like to kind of like, because it, it, you know, to kind of feel... 
something again, especially after a breakup. And if you go and have like, you know, casual sex with someone, but as long as I'm not busy. <laughs> yeah, the outro is just as long as I'm not busy over and over again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which again is a very, you know, it's 2021, so women should be free to sing about things like that. But so often, still not necessarily the case. I don't know. I like that she's sort of just being herself. Yeah, I and and yeah, it, it definitely. Well, that's the thing. It's twenty twenty one, and women should be pretty much doing whatever they want to uh, as <laughs> to whatever they want to do, and not feel like oh, if I do this, then I'm considered this, and if that that thing happened, is my fault, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, and just just I, go like you can have casual sex and not and just have a call it casual sex. Yeah. <laughs> And at this point in the album, we've had I'm Fine, Wizardry and Hobbies 2, and all three of those songs are just massive, have huge choruses, are well-written pop songs. Yeah. Like you shouldn't, As we discuss these songs and what they're about, don't lose sight of the fact that they're just catchy, brilliant yeah. songs. Like the songwriting on yeah. ability on here is, is, is amazing. And like, again, she's, she's doing a lot for the... It's like so often pop music will be maligned as a genre that isn't real or isn't worth any yeah. sort of respect uh damon albarn of blur got himself into hot water recently um by making frankly idiotic comments about taylor swift um that very much sounded like him basically being like she's a girl and she makes pop music so she's not a real songwriter not like me because i'm a man that and was I make awful rock, rock music yeah i was i was pretty that like was terrible I, yeah get out of here damon albarn i, but, I like but your music i think, but, I think... I think he's is talking as an old man, not really knowing what he's talking about. I I felt I know, like but, that way. But then I know he, he should like, know he t- better and not go on Twitter. But he t- well, he wasn't even on Twitter. It was an in it was an in an interview with like the L A Times. Oh goodness, even worse. It was in an interview, and then he came out on Twitter. She replied on Twitter and then he came out on Twitter saying, oh, he'd been misquoted or like they'd, they'd, they'd misrepresented what he'd said. I went and read the interview, what like his actual words. No, Damon Albarn, you said those words. Own them. Take ownership of what you said. You're, yeah, and exactly. You said stupid things. Um, and like co-songwriting isn't real songwriting. What, what are you talking about? What? Like Taylor Swift, of, of anyone that you want to have a go at, Taylor Swift has, I think, made it pretty clear that she is a really big creative force in her music. Um. So well, yeah, like and, I don't you know, think anybody else has had the relationship that she had. Like, who who's she writing about? <laughs> she's writing. She's writing about herself. Who who who's writing her songs? And like again, I'm fine. Credits written by Jacob Vetter, Johan Karlberg, and Self Esteem. Second track, Wizardry. Credits. Um, written by Self Esteem and Johan Karlberg. Hobbies two credits. Uh, written by Teeks, Johan Carlsberg, Self Esteem, and Alu Waseya Adelekin. So, like, she's working with songwriters, but she is present in the songwriting of every single track. Um, yeah. Like, just because it's pop music doesn't make it valid, a valid sort of form of expression, a form of art. And um, I think she, you know, there's a difference between pop music being what makes it onto the charts and pop music like this that doesn't necessarily make it big in the charts, but is written with a pop sensibility. And um, yeah. you know, is is great. So moving on to track four, prioritize pleasure, the title track, and it very much sums up the ethos of the album and is about you know, oh, doing. This is my favorite song. Okay, well you you go. You say what's this song about? Uh 
this song is about um, uh, to put uh, yourself first and make yourself better and uh, accepting yourself. And uh, but that doesn't matter at the beginning when you listen to this song. I think what matters yeah. when it begin at the beginning of the song is like when this guitar comes off. Is it a guitar? I don't know what it is. And it goes, yeah. and then it goes. If you if you if you click, that's the first. If you click on Genius, you can hear it. Uh, so I'll just get it up on my phone. It's probably the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And now the the guitar starts. It's like yeah. oh, it's just so it's so good. Every I think time it is song comes out, guitar. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very much like she mentions this on Genius on a later track about how like there's another bit of production work that's really influenced by Kanye and I think that that's very much influenced by Kanye as well, yeah. um, oh, which so is pr- probably largely you know a, a big part of the reason why I like this album so much is that I think there is, she does take a lot of sort of production ideas from Kanye, um, and again just speaks back to how she is so involved in the songwriting of of, uh, of the album, which is really good. Um, yeah, it's a brilliant song. I really love my one of my favorite bits is the bridge where she's talking about like unfollow you that's just for me keeping busy that's just for me and sleeping yeah. in that's just for me and it's very much bringing forward that that's that theme on the album of self empowerment and yeah. being yourself and doing what you want to do and doing things because they're they're for you and yeah. not for other people and I really yeah. appreciate that yeah. yeah good good song it is a great let's go to song. the next song. And the next track is the big one, the hat, the, yeah. the single. Uh, I do this all the time. Yes. Um, which is again, there's one songwriter credited on this song, and it is self esteem, um, mm-hmm. which is amazing. I think this this is this song was named the best song of 2021 by the Guardian, wow. um, which is uh, you know, <clears throat> pretty amazing. good. Yeah. Um. And it very much is indebted to uh, Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen, the Baz Luhrmann song, which is um, <laughs> an interesting thing to bring it back to. Do you know that track? No, actually. Um, so I'll just play you a little bit of Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen. You can see the comparison. Ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99, wear sunscreen. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Never mind. 
You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they faded. But trust me, in 20 years, you look back at photos of yourself. Is this in the way you can't grasp no, it's just a song. How much oh, possibility lay before you yeah. and yeah. how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat I guess, I guess. as you imagine. It does make sense. Because, like, a lot of this song is, like, worry about the future. spoken word. It's, like, only spoken in the Because it's very much about, it's very much, like, sort of, you know, a set of advice, pieces of advice for young people. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You're not as fat as you imagine. Don't worry about the future or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real mm. troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind. That sort of just advice, spoken advice to a younger self kind of thing is, I think, a very much a theme in, in uh, this song. And also yeah. the way it's kind of spoken at times rather than sung yeah. um, really feels like it. But yes, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's a great song and I just love... I just I just love the way she writes in this song about again she yeah. manages to write about experiences that feel very true to her but also feel quite universal like for yeah. example um if I went to your barbecue I'd feel uncomfortable <laughs> and not be sure what to say anyway it's like when I go to your birthday drinks to congratulate you being the age I already thought you were <laughs> um and like when I'm buried in the ground I won't be able to make your birthday drinks but I will still feel guilty yeah. um which is a it's such a it kind of, it, she's it's it's great that the the album and especially like that last song, uh, prioritize pleasure. When I was playing it on Spotify, some of the music video came up and like, the imagery around the album is so much about empowerment and mm. you know doing exactly what you want to do and not being ashamed about it. But she's she's equally on this song, feeling open to talk about, uh, insecurities and things that make you feel vulnerable, like, um, not being a good enough friend feeling guilty about not being a good enough friend, being expected yeah. to go to parties and social events that you just don't want to go to. And yeah. it's 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 really good. And stuff like, um, like I love the second verse where she's talking about, stop trying to have so many friends. Don't be intimidated by yeah. all the babies they have. Don't be embarrassed that all you've had is fun. Prioritise pleasure. Don't send those long paragraph texts. Stop it. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a, I've been for that period of my life where you're just like sending these novels back and forth between people there's no reason for it <laughs> yeah um getting married isn't the biggest day of your life all the days that you get to have a big it's just such a wonderful yeah. set of like you know i'm 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 at a stage in my life and a, a place in my life where this song really speaks to me and makes me feel Absolutely. a bit calm calmer about the world and i love that about it yeah yeah and then this is i, I really like when say if you weren't doing this you'd be working mcdonald's so try and cheer up. Uh, and then it says, stop showing off. You're a good girl. You're a good tall girl. You're a good sturdy girl. One day I would love to tell you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like this, it just, like, it, what if I, I, I'll be working at McDonald's? What, what, what's the problem with that? It's, it's, it's a good, it's a good universal song. Yeah. And I love that it's a good, open, quite an open, vulnerable song. Um, and then it moves on to the song Moody, which immediately opens yeah. with the line, sexting you at the mental health talk yeah. seems counterproductive, yeah. <laughs> which is probably the funniest line from 2021 yeah. in any in any song. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we move on to Moody, which is a, a great tune. Is the one I said before. It reminds yeah. me of a um, uh, a Janelle Monae song in some ways. That sort of M O O D Y. Um, yeah, and she's talks about how it's a very much like a her reclaiming being what she describes as a moody cow and my yeah. her whole life she's been referred to as Mardi, which is a northern phrase for moody. Yeah. Um but she's realised that being a woman in the world, a woman in the music industry music industry, of course she's moody. And it's fine to be moody. And yeah. again it's part of this thing of like women shouldn't have to apologize for not smiling all the time and not always being in a good mood and shouldn't have to be put up with being told to smile more in the street, etc. And um Again, she just does it with humour and is fun and it's great. Uh, gee, that's why you are my brother. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> what what do you, what do you mean by that? Uh, just just because you, you speak you speak <laughs> you should speak to the people. <laughs> Don't tell me to be less moody. So many times I've been told that. It's like, oh you should smile. It's like, oh fuck. i smile when i want to right now i'm smiling okay yeah yeah Yeah, it's a great song i love it watch the video it's really good the video of this. yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go through and watch some of the music videos once we finish this because that's definitely an element that i've uh failed on a little bit um and then we get we start moving into the second half of the album now which is um Mm. Uh, because of because of the way I listen to music is the half of the album that I've listened to less than the first half because I tend to always start from the beginning again when I listen to albums, which okay. is, is foolish. Yeah. Um, so you might need to take the reins on a few of these, <laughs> including the song "She Still Raining." If it's all right, I'm going to play a little bit of each of these tracks so I remember what they are because they they run together for me. A, a I really tiny like the bit. chorus in this one. I think is really powerful. Um... Oh, this track. Yeah. The, the 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 reason the reason it starts to run together a bit is because every song is great. Like there's no <laughs> filler. This album has no filler on it at all. Mm. I don't think it's just mm. every tune is brilliant and 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 it's almost easy to forget how many good songs there are on this song. So yeah. So what do you like about this song? What's this song about, Alex? Uh, it's about uh, realizing what you uh need and what you deserve. I think. Um, mm. I really, you know, the chorus says the love you need is gentle, the love you need is kind. I figured that after all this alone time, the love and yeah, and I think it's kind of realizing that you come, you come first, but also you deserve, or you you don't deserve any crap. Uh, you you know don't don't be with someone just for the sake of being with someone, be with someone because of. Um, because I, I don't like the the word deserve. I don't think we deserve anything, but what you should have is not crap. Yeah. You know, like we yeah. should, I don't think sometimes we should deserve anything, but I think we should aspire to not have a crappy love. Yeah. Or, so I guess, what is I, it partly about not feeling shame in wanting things that you should yeah. want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And it's probably the turn, isn't it? Um, it's a turn of like, you know, 
being a bit boisterous at the beginning and now it's kind of like you know I'm just feeling a bit more <laughs> I don't know um no definitely I I like for some reason the words I feel everything nothing at all I feel everything, nothing I feel at all. Everything, nothing at all. I just everything, like that nothing at all. because there are moments where you like, <laughs> you feel that way. <laughs> well, at least I do. Yeah, it's a great song. And now we move into "How Can I Help You," which again yeah. I'm going to play a little moment of so that I can remember it. Yeah. A great song, a yep. short song. It's only two minutes and 20 seconds long. And um, is uh, this is the one where she mentions on Apple Music that it was very much inspired by Black Skinhead, the Kanye West song. And you can definitely hear that in the like really aggressive, immediate yep. production and the drums and just like her almost rapping. Yeah. Um, like this is not a slow ballad. This is like... Yeah. Which... Yeah, so it's, it's it feels like a hip hop song, and it really feels like one of those Jesus Kanye tracks, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, and her voice is different as well. Uh, you know, they they did something with her voice, so it's kind of like she's in another room singing to you, <laughs> like very punky. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, her voice has got some sort of effect over it for sure. Um, and it's sort of about, uh, I don't know, it's just a little bit of a punky sort of interlude, right? Oh, not an interlude, but it's like a punky, just, I, I, I don't know anything, but I'm doing it. I'm doing what I want. Yeah. Well, it says here, uh, this says, is one of the first songs I wrote for the second album. After touring the first record and most weeks being told I am underrated or intimidating, no, un- yeah, or, or intimidating, I just felt very fed up. I guess I'll be eternally angry for the way a woman, uh, as a woman, unless you're sweet, nice, settled and quiet, you're considered different and difficult. Yeah. I like it. It's good. It's an amazing yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah, I really like this song. I don't know shit. I don't know shit. <laughs> Sorry. Um. <laughs> yeah, and it's one. It's got a music video, so I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be watching it. Yeah. Um. And then we go to "It's Been a While" is the next tune. How does that one go? Listening through to the album now and talking about it in full is making me realize how varied the yeah how varied it is as well. Like it's a pop album, but there's so many different songs on it. Um, like this is and it says here on when she's talking about it on Apple Music. Like this is a this has got like a trap beat to it, um, which is a totally different flavor of sort of hip hop yeah. influence than um than the last track had. Hmm. Um, I love i don't know what this song is about but i i like the sound of this song quite a bit it's a good song the next one is the three four five um and i don't quite know why it's called the three four five but it's a it's it's a love song sung from self-esteem to self-esteem i just wanna let you know there's a point in you and i know you find 
it's a sort of just a beautiful her talking to herself and talking herself up and so you know telling herself how great she is and um carrying on sticking to the plan yeah uh there's a point in her it's sort of a good um i don't know i think anyone could listen to this and see it being about themselves i suppose and um enjoying just enjoying their own life and 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 being con- you know understanding yeah. that they are great and worthwhile and belong yeah and i like it what well, the 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 theme of this album is basically just accept who you are accept your anxiety accept your everything and it's normal and uh don't do anything for anybody else but just for yourself it's just basically the main theme no yeah no yeah. definitely it is um i like it then uh the next track is called john elton oh not elton john why is it no, not Elton John, John Elton. Why is it called that? I do not know. Um, but it's it's sort of um it sounds like this. And I'm reminded of a joke we had. So a little bit piano like mm-hmm. it's a bit of an Elton John sound to it, which is potentially why it's called John Elton. Um and it's sort of it, it kind of plays on and takes further an idea mentioned in uh, I do this all the time about the idea of maybe when you get to that stage in life where you're in your 30s and you haven't necessarily taken the step of starting a family that so many of your peers may have done. Um, and especially with the day of social, you know, with social media being what it, what it is nowadays, it's very easy to sort of be surrounded by friends who have made those choices, which is fine for them to have made those choices, but it's also fine for you to have not made those choices. Yeah. And, um, so the it opens with, and I'm reminded of a joke we had, so I go on my phone to tell you, and your profile picture is the lad that your girlfriend gave birth to, and I'd forgot, yeah, I'd forgot, and that's my lot, this illness I've got. Um, and yeah, it seems to me to be just sort of about maybe that feeling of worrying that people are moving on to different places yeah. and you're in danger of being left behind, yeah. which is a genuine worry and fear for a lot of people. Yeah, including me at times. So, well, especially our age. But whatever choice you make, you should be happy with that choice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but this song is maybe this is maybe one of the few songs that's a little bit more, um, un not unclear. What am I trying to get? It's, this song's a little bit more vulnerable i suppose it mm. doesn't give it doesn't give a clear uh decision or outcome or advice on how to deal with that sort of feeling it's just her sort of feeling a bit vulnerable about yeah. about this kind of um this joke that she wanted to share her friend but she remembers and that happens to me sometimes you'll remember like an in joke and you'll want to message a friend and be like hey do you remember this and then you'll be like they're not gonna care they've got other things that they're worried about now than, I'll always than this care joke that we share between us. <laughs> so please send Thanks. me jokes. You send them to me anyway. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's quite. It's kind of yeah. It's a little bit of vulnerability at the end of the album, um, which is um, a slightly. It's interesting to get just that slight bit of melancholy coming after so many powerful songs but i guess it's you know equally part of the message is that that's part of life and it's fine to have times when you feel a bit vulnerable and a bit sad yeah yeah, yeah. 
and it's fine and everybody and i think i think that's the that's the the main thing that everybody feels that way mm. it's not just you that being, because sometimes you feel yeah. oh it's just me that feels like maybe people don't really care but you know people do care yeah. just you know you're in different places but you're still friends and uh but it's good that you, you're not the only one that goes, oh, I'm an idiot. Why did I text that? Why did I say that? What should I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a good tune. And then we get into, we've got the last two songs in the album. First one's called You Forever, and it sounds a bit like this. So this one feels very much more like a sort of dance floor filler club sort of song with that kind of, the intro's got that sort of vocal effect pitching the volume up that makes it sound like a kind of Euro pop disco yeah. kind of song. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a good banger to come right at the end of the album. Um and is about her trying to make a choice about whether to get back with somebody that she's um sort of left. What do you think of this tune? Um, there apart from the chorus, the post chorus where when she says constantly, "You've been running around my head all day." She she's got kind of a high me from Heim sound here. Uh, when oh, he says, yeah, uh, "You need that. to be braver." Cause I did this without you. It feels like it's like a is a mixture between sounds, like a little bit kind of poppy, uh, folky, and then dance floor. It's it's a it's a lot of kind of genres together, and um, yeah, yeah, and the way the post chorus goes, you've been riding around my head all day. It's like the the you know when you have a thought and it's just like, but she repeats and repeats and repeats it, and um, yeah. Like the thought of like getting back together with someone is like oh should I shouldn't I shouldn't I should I she's like oh shut up you know <laughs> um yeah um yeah because I think she's trying to um figure out if she wants to get back with her ex so it says you need to be braver because I did all this without you I made a difference but I still want to beside me and um. I think sometimes we beat ourselves up too much. It's like, you need to be braver. You know, if you want to get back together, just get back together. Oh, God, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and then it says, don't need I you to need me. Call it back gently. Let's hang, let's hang out gently. Um, yeah, it is, um, it's, a, it's a good song. And um, again, another kind of, Another banger, but also ballad is a mixture of like yeah yeah. It's good. And it's good. It's, it's you know it is again a testament to her songwriting that a song yeah. this good can be the twelfth song on an album. You know, right there at the end, and then we have the final track, the the uh, the outro track, just kids.
Do you know what this reminds me of? Because it has sort of this chorus of voices that come in mm. and all sort of sing together. It really reminds me of Ultra Light Beam, the Kanye West track. Mm, yeah. And the way that he'll bring in a, a sort of chorus. It almost sounds like a choir, um, like a like a religious choir. Um, and it works as the final track on an album. It, it's, it's a good way to kind of push it all off. And the song is ultimately about... Um, being comfortable with the fact that somebody you want to love you doesn't love you and having the strength to move on from that. Yeah. And that is, again, something that I can um, appreciate. And uh, it's a it's a, it's a good message hmm. to say sometimes, you know, you're just kids. Doesn't mean what it, you know, it's we move on. We carry on. Uh, yeah, the last track is a great as well. Um, although, although yeah, I was yes, talking it about it, it feels like maybe if it is, it's like a mon, you know, it talks about, you know, being yourself and it's just a great album. It, we Talking about it doesn't give it justice. It's so good. Like yeah. the way it's written, the way she, she, oh. she, um, writes songs, the music It's great, great oh. album. Good stuff. So, um, I think it's a masterpiece. I love this album. Mm. I'm going to... Uh, listen to her first album um, at some point and probably will love that as well. I'm going to a festival in the summer that she's performing at oh, and I wow. can't wait to see her live. What festival are you going to? And she's also, it's called Tramlines, it's in Sheffield. Oh, nice. And that is all the information somebody needs to hunt me down and murder me. So um, <laughs> please come and find me at Tramlines and say hello, but don't murder me. And um, she's also playing in Manchester Cathedral, I think. And I'm, I, if it's not sold out, I might get tickets to go and see her there nice. as well because uh, I'd like to see Self Esteem live. Um, she supported Idols, in fact, when they played in London recently. Um, I think they did five nights at Brixton Academy and they had a sort of different support act each night. And one of the nights it was Self Esteem, wow. and that would have been amazing, awesome. <laughs> and she put a f- she put up a photo on social media of her and her band wearing the I'm Scum t-shirt that idols sell and uh, oh, wow. it made me happy to see things I like being being brought together. Um, and she looked she looked very cool. She's a very cool person. I would be very intimidated if I met her. <laughs> so how many buckets would you give what this you, album? I'd give this five buckets out of five. Same. Loved this what album. What about you? Oh yeah, same. I love this album. Um, it's great. It's uh, um, I think she's our age as well, so I think it kind of uh, maybe maybe that's why we like it so much because I th- probably she speaks to us, <laughs> and uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, and I think uh, she's very honest with her lyrics, and um, uh, we tend to not to be too honest anymore or whatever about how mm. we actually feel about things and so i i very true i like it uh, and i think she's great yeah. and i uh, would love to meet her and i'll probably be a blubbering mess and say oh, you're too good for me and then uh, i'll move away <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah. um yeah and amongst all of that stuff about the lyrics being amazing and her message being great just don't keep in mind that the actual songs themselves are just fantastic well-written pop songs yeah. that are a lot of fun to listen to like this album is a lot of fun to put on and just yeah, yeah. 
it's good good driving music as well so yeah fun, that, it's, that's been our special on prioritized pleasure by self-esteem it's been a lot of fun to talk about it and uh, i hope that people will go out and have a listen to it now and discover some of her music because it's it, it needs to be discovered definitely uh okay so that's been that's been self-esteem's album prioritized pleasure a fantastic album please go out and listen to it it's the best it's so good yeah and um yeah particularly if you're in your early 30s i think it, it speaks to you in a big way um other than that, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure for you to have you with us again. I can't believe we're still doing this over 60 episodes in. Um, and, you know, we would love more listeners. So please do go out there, rate us, review us, do all of those things on all of the services and uh, talk to us on social media. If you want us to change up what we're doing, if you want us to talk about something in particular, let us know and we're happy to kind of do that. And uh, it'd be lovely to hear more from, from the listeners. So, yeah, please do do that. You can find us on all of the social media channels, but mainly Instagram is where we're most active. So please come and find us there. And uh, you can find links to all of that in the show notes for this episode and every episode. And please join us next week for episode number 63. Three, yeah. Which is going to be a special on the film Marry Me, <laughs> the, the, the new... Um, Jennifer Lopez yeah. and Owen Wilson romantic comedy thing, um, which neither of us have no. seen yet, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But um, we talked about that as an upcoming movie this year, so we'll see. It looks like the maddest, yeah. weirdest film, uh, but Sarah Silverman's in it, so there'll be, there'll be some positive things to talk about yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and Owen Wilson and Jennifer Lopez, actually. Yeah. Like the, the, the cast is good, with the exception of John Bradley, who I don't have any time for, but other than that, good stuff. <laughs> Um, so join us for that next week however that turns out and uh, it's been great to talk to you love you so much and uh, bye bye thank you bye 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 bye